Welcome back to the Troop Leader Experience Podcast. This is another interview episode, and I'm really, I know I say every week, I'm really excited about this one, but I'm excited for different reasons every week. This time, this is kind of fun because this isn't another alumni interview and or alumna interview. She's only one person. And I actually, when I worked at council, years ago, I actually did a cookie promotion with my guest as I think you must have been at that point. Would you have been like a cadet if it was, I'm thinking it was 2012. Yeah, I think I looked up, there's a picture on Google and yeah, I would have been a cadet. Okay, so we we actually, uh, we quote unquote worked together when she was a cadet. So that is so fun. But without further ado, please introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, where you're from, what what council, and are you currently involved with Girl Scouts? Awesome. Thank you. My name is Kendra Warden, and I grew up and had my entire Girl Scout experience in Arizona Cactus Pine Council. I went kindergarten through 12th grade, and then continued on as summer camp staff for a couple of years. And I was serving on our gold board for a couple of years. At this time, I'm not actively involved, but I have my lifetime membership. I'm kind of looking for considering my opportunities to get reinvolved. Okay, that's amazing. And there's a million things that I want to know and want to ask you about. It's really cool that you have all those additional experiences outside of like just quote unquote just being a girl member. But let's start with what are some of your best memories from being a girl member growing up? I did a Girl Scout destination when I was, I think, 14 that our council actually hosted. So it was really nice because I knew all of the chaperones because they were volunteers from our council that I had worked with. And we went to London and France. And so it was girls from all across the U.S. that um, traveled over there. And there were a couple, I think there were three girls from our council Um that I knew. And so we went and did the Oxford Youth Leadership Program. So kind of half the trip was learning about leadership skills and how to implement those. And then the other half was getting to do fun touristy things like the London Eye and the Channel. And I went on the Eiffel Tower. Um, So that was a really amazing experience. As far as day-to-day Girl Scout, Activities, I always loved going to summer camp. We're really fortunate to have several camps in our council, and I had the opportunity to visit most of them. And we were also fortunate that as I got older, we had a multi-level troop. That was really neat, especially as the number of older girls in our troop dwindled to bring in those younger girls and have opportunities to work with them as well. So cool. And the girls who were in your troop, And I guess, (laughs) I guess what you just said about when you became a multi-level troop, that kind of answers this. But the girls who were in your troop, were they your friends outside of Girl Scouts as well, like at school and so on? Or were they specifically Girl Scout friends? So when our troop first started, Daisy Browning Jr., it was a school-based troop. So we all went to the same elementary school. So for that one, it was like kind of both person, school friends, and then we would also like hang out together at Girl Scouts. 
things would kind of split when we moved into like middle school age and went to several different schools where it was we would really only see each other more so at Girl Scouts. As I got older and it was less older girls in my troop, then I started having more like Girl Scout specific friends because a lot of the same older girls would be involved in the older girl council activities. I just think that's so important because for me, that was also true. And I did not stay in all the way through 12th grade, but I did feel like when when we were little, the girls who were in my troop were my school friends for the most part. I mean, kind of when you're, I don't know, it was school-based for me as well when I was young. And I think that it's also like when you're little hopefully most kids kind of just get along and are friends so at school it's kind of like anybody in your class is your school friend (laughs) I don't know anyways so I definitely felt that but as I got older my Girl Scout friends were separate from who I spent time with at school or in other aspects of my life ultimately yes to your point by middle school we went to different middle schools and I really felt like That was a huge value add to me, and that was, for me, actually one of the reasons why I really wanted to stay in Girl Scouts, even regardless of all of the other reasons why girls quit as they get older. But there were girls that I had been friends with for years in Girl Scouts that I knew, and of course this was pre-like social media and kids didn't have cell phones and whatnot, but like I knew I wouldn't be able to be, I wouldn't see those girls. I wouldn't be friends with those girls if it weren't for Girl Scouts. And so it gave me this whole other friend group and it took away like all the social pressure of school and who you are at school and what role you're in and what clique you're a part of or this or that. You get to Girl Scouts and it's like a reset. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, being an older girl in Scouts I think it typically is drawn towards girls who are looking for those leadership opportunities, um, which I think is one thing that may drive other girls out. I think as you get older, there's sometimes less fun activities. You know, when you're younger, it's a lot of fun stuff. As you get older, it does focus more on leadership, which I think is important and valuable. But I think that it does gear towards you know, members who are looking for that specifically, which is nice because then the girls that you're meeting in these events, you know, when I would do like girl-led things through council, we did like an entirely girl-led annual meeting one year. And the girls on that team with me were, you know, girls that I had met through other leadership activities in the council. And yeah, so I think you see a lot of familiar faces and it is nice to have kind of that shared bond of even if we're in different troops coming together for those leadership activities. So tell me about your troop leaders. Who were your troop leaders? What was that like? What was your relationship with your troop leaders like? My mom was always my troop leader, which, you know, has some really awesome things and some things that can be harder for girls to navigate. I think I kind of had both of those things. It is nice having like your mom be the troop leader especially I feel like younger in the younger troops you're like really excited that your mom is the troop leader because it's super cool sometimes when you get older it can be a little trickier to navigate because sometimes it feels like it comes with additional responsibilities that other girls in the troop might not have 
So, you know, you're always the first person at an event and the last person to leave, or, you know, you may feel a heavier expectation to, you know, go to every cookie booth or go to every event. And I think that that's something that just kind of takes navigating. I don't think it was a negative part of my experience. I still liked having my mom as my troop leader. And I think as we got older, she tended to, you know, step back from the leadership part of the older girls and kind of let us take on more direction, which I think is a great way to do it. You still have that support system when you're not sure, but then she could focus more on the younger girls who are looking for more of that overall kind of leadership and support. But yes, I always was the troop mom's kid. (laughs) (laughs) A leader daughter. I like it. So obviously you're still in touch with your mom. Are you still in touch with any other troop volunteers or any of the girls from your troop? I have a couple friends who would kind of like come and go in the troop for a couple years that I'm friends with now. Um, But most of the girls that I like still follow on social media or keep in touch with are the girls I either met like as camp staff or in my like older girl years in scouting. So the the girls that I would do council leadership with or some of the girls from my destinations trip. So you mentioned that you went to summer camp and obviously you went on to work at summer camp. Overall, what were some of your best camp memories? And I'd love to hear both as a camper and also as camp staff. And overall, like what did camp mean to you? Yeah, I loved camp. So I started out at day camp as a daisy when we used to have Camp Sombrero, which has now been refurbished. Work at the now Parsons Leadership Center for (laughs) Women and Girls. And so as a camper, I can still like remember the distinct smell of like the Sombrero lunchroom because it was be like sunscreen and then like lunch and um it was right next to the pool so you would kind of get like that that's like ingrained into my memory but I always loved going to day camp because I would go with like the girls from my troop specifically you know we would all coordinate so we could go to camp together and that was always super fun and then as I started to get older and the camp programs kind of diversified then I would go by myself you know get to make friends I Went to uh, Maripai for quite a few summers, which is our camp that has uh, a horse program, which is always a huge draw. I have always loved animals. I ended up going to an equine-based high school, too. So always loved going for the horse program. I really enjoyed archery and ended up becoming a certified archery instructor so I could teach archery at uh, camp and some Girl Scout events for a couple years. And then as staff, I really enjoyed when girls would come in and day one, it's super scary, especially if they're coming by themselves. The last summer that I worked, I was a unit leader at Maripai and I had mostly cadets for my weeks of the summer. So that would be, you know, our sixth to eighth grade girls, the middle school phase, which is Definitely, I think one of the toughest phases for the girls and also for adult staff working with them because, you know, they're kind of exploring those boundaries and trying to figure out themselves. And so trying to 
support them through that um, definitely has some unique challenges. Um, but I would have a lot of girls that would come in on day one and, you know, we're super nervous. I remember I had a parent tell me explicitly, like, my daughter is not going to get on a horse. And I was like, well, you, you came to horse camp, but, you know, we'll see. You know, she's still going to go to barn. If she doesn't want to get on a horse, I'm not going to make her. But, you know, we'll see. And we went to barn the first day and I put her, we would have it split where it was like half the group would ride the horses and the other half would have a ground lesson. So they would learn about um, the anatomy or how to take care of horses, things like that. So I put her in the ground lesson first so that she could kind of just get used to it, but also see, you know, what the riding lesson looked like for the other girls. So it came time to switch and talk to her about it. And she wanted to get on a horse. Um, And we kind of sort the girls, you know, we know the same, we would have the same horses there since I was a camper. Some of the horses I rode were like still there when I was staff. So our barn staff is really knowledgeable about our horses and pairing them up. And she had a blast. She rode a horse every day we went to barn. And I had like some pictures to show her mom at parent pickup. So it's really exciting to watch girls try things that they didn't think they would like or even just making friends over the course of the week and kind of coming out of their shell. It's a really fun experience and a great job uh, for the summer. That's so cool. And it must've been really special to get to be camp staff at a camp you grew up going to. Was that kind of surreal? Yeah, it was, it was really nice. I, so I had gone as a camper and then we also have our counselor and training program. So I had done all three of our CIT programs there. And so then getting to go back as staff, I mean, a lot of the counselors I worked with were girls I had done my CIT with. So it's really fun to go from like being camp friends to like still being camp friends, but now you're getting to be camp friends. <laughs> yeah. So did you, did your troop go troop camping as well? And how do you feel like the troop camp experience was special in a different way from summer camp? We did, I want to say we did two encampments or we would do encampments and we did a jamboree. And so it was kind of nice because all of the planning part is done. We just have to navigate then the actual camping part of it. So the tent set up, all of that. One of the jamborees had like this crazy weather storm and everyone's tents blew away, but it was still really fun because we like got to do all of the activities that day. And I think troop camping is really fun because you um, have, you know, all of your friends from your troop that you're getting to kind of spend the weekend with. It's like a big sleepover. I think going to residential and summer camp is a more specific thing for individual girls though because the way our camp programs were laid out is they would usually have like themes so if you were really interested in science or theater or we would have ones that were themed around pop culture things where they did like a hunger game survival themed summer camp one year so I think those are nice because girls can go individually to what they're interested in versus usually troop camp you're trying to do kind of a catch-all to keep all of the girls entertained and interested. So I think it, as far as like troop camping, 
it can be really fun, but we always kind of did it around a larger event. We didn't do like just our troop going out and planning all of it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Interesting. Do you, obviously you remember selling cookies and I'm sure fall product as well. What are some of your memories around product program and what do you think you got out of the experience? Yes, I did. I did fall program and cookies every year. I hit, I was in like our council's uh, top seller. I didn't, I don't think I ever hit like top three, but I did win the Disneyland trip one time. So that was super fun. Got to go load up on a bus with some of the other girls and we went to Disneyland. As far as like selling, I remember we would have like a specific trail that we would walk. Like the first day that we could do door to doors was always like my mom and I were ready and we just hit the streets because that was the whole thing was like getting all the door to door done before cookie booths opened and then people would just buy them. So it was a lot of a lot of walking and a lot of knocking and it was really fun as a younger girl because you're really excited about you know, the prizes. My mom always made us count back the change at the cookie booths. We were not allowed to just hand people the money. We had to like learn how to count back change, which is an important skill. I will say one of my harshest cookie memories was getting older and trying to sell cookies. I had a longtime customer tell me that they were not interested in buying from me because I wasn't cute anymore, which was a rough one. Um, But I think as you get older, you get kind of more creative. I mean, I would sell them at school and, you know, those were the years that I was top seller. So you find other ways. Um, Or I would have people at booths ask me, this was, you know, when I was like a cadet senior, why my daughter wasn't the one selling cookies. And I was like, I'm in high school. (laughs) So those are selling cookies sometimes as an older girl gets challenging. And I think almost feels like it needs more support it's different like younger girls obviously need a lot of the encouragement and chaperoning from parents older girls obviously can go in pairs with another girl you still never want to sell alone but I think it's kind of a a different support and a different strategy in selling product as you uh, get older such good points and I think that there's a lot of people listening who do have older girl troops and or multi-level but including older girl and and I hear every year about the comments that get made to girls which is just it's honestly heartbreaking because the last thing today's girls or any girls in American history need are more comments to shut down their self-esteem or their feeling like they fit somewhere. I mean, gosh, it's like, so in my opinion, one of the like number one way that we could try to help make that better is with more brand awareness of the fact that Girl Scouts is a K to 12 program and that there are older girls in the program in the first place, but that's more of a kind of national focus so do you have any thoughts about ways that volunteers like troop leaders listening could help support their older girls in 
in those seasons where the girls are older and they know that they're putting these girls into this situation where these kind of comments can happen and this can be people's perception. And you mentioned, you know, this is a time to get more creative. What is some what are some ways that adult volunteers might be able to help support older girls in cookie program, particularly? I mean, my go to I mean, because we had a multi level, I would just take the daisy with me. And I was like, okay, they're the cute one. And then I can talk about, you know, the, you know, the value and the importance of um, the cookie program, because like you said, I, I think it is like a lot of it is branding is that because girls tend to taper off as the program gets older people don't see as many older girls and don't realize that but I think the the value of having older girls involved in cookie sales is that you know they can be the ones to really explain you know the value of it you know here's what our troop does with the money here's how my biggest thing was always camps like I said we're very fortunate to have a number of camps in our council um, that are primarily funded by product sales. And so that was always my big thing was talking to customers about, you know, where the money is going, especially, you know, cookie prices are going up. And I think people are more conscious of that. And so as an older girl, being able to kind of be the brand marketing that's missing in other areas and discussing like why it's important, why I'm putting my time into this, you know, I, especially in high school, like on the weekends was my number one priority going to a cookie booth? No, but was that something that, you know, I still see the value in and, you know, it is important to me that I want to be able to do these things and fund, you know, camps. We had, you know, cookie dough as part of our like incentive. And that's how I would usually pay for camp is like, I would do cookie sales. And instead of opting for, you know, the stuffed animal or the multicolored pen, and I would get that cookie dough and save up. And, you know, that was the value in it for me. So I think as far as adult volunteers is, you know, encouraging girls, if they have, you know, an other special interest, whether it's art or, you know, digital media or something, finding a way to tie that in, helping them share the message of why they're selling cookies or the value of it. So that it's something that is still interesting and fun to them because, the super exciting part of it when you're younger and get to start selling cookies, you know, just the selling cookies is really exciting. And I think as you get older, it's, you know, what comes after the cookie sale that is the valuable part. So helping girls find a way that is exciting for them to want to sell cookies and be able to kind of do that, that marketing for themselves. Such good advice. I love it. Really, thank you for that. So I want to also make a quick aside. If you're listening and you're confused, or if you are, especially if you're new, cookie dough is a term that we used in the Arizona Cactus Pine Council for, it's now called program credits. And so if you're a more recent volunteer in our council, that's how you would know it. If you're in a different council, it's basically before it was paper. In Kendra's day, it was paper, paper certificates that represented like money for specifically our council activities. But now it's like a little Girl Scout gift card that you get that you can use at the shop or you can use to register for events online, including camping or summer camp. So that's what that is. 
I know we have a lot of long-term volunteers who listen to this who will know, but we also, I have been getting so many messages from some of you listening who are new. And so I just always want to try to help make the Girl Scout lingo a little easier because sometimes it can feel like we're speaking another language. So Kendra, do you think your experience in Girl Scouts impacted your college or career experiences? And if so, how? I definitely think it did. Obviously, you know, the goal of building Girls of Courage, Confidence, and Character, I went out of state for college. I was born and raised in Arizona. I went to New Mexico State, which, you know, is only six hours away, but I didn't know anybody in my college. I didn't know anybody that lived in that town. I had never even been to campus until my orientation. That was my first day walking through my university's campus. So moving out there was, you know, a whole new experience for me, trying to find my people, trying to find, you know, what I'm going to do with my free time. And one of those things that I found on campus, because I was looking for, you know, leadership opportunities, that's what I had always done throughout high school through Girl Scouting. They had something called the Student Foundation, which basically worked with the Alumni Foundation of the university and basically to connect students and alumni. And so I went in to do my interview as just a member of the club to kind of figure out what was going on. And so they had asked about, you know, my history of leadership, history of philanthropy. And so I sat down and had this discussion for my membership interview. And at the end of it, the university staff, who was kind of the head of the student foundation, was like, our position as president is currently open. Would you be interested in interviewing for that? And I was shocked because I was like, well, you know, I just moved on to campus two days ago and I was just trying to be a member to see what's up. But sure, you know, he was like, I think you have really good criteria. Obviously, we can teach you everything you need to know about the actual foundation. But coming in with that background of leadership and philanthropy and nonprofit um, was really kind of what set me above. And then in that role, I got to go to a lot of meetings with, you know, I met the president of the university and the chancellor and presidents of the different colleges within that. And then through that discussion, I was talking to uh, President Floros of the our Agriculture College, which is what my degree was focused in. And he told me about how the Agriculture College was funding this trip for women within the college to go to India. And he was like, I really think you should apply. He's like, I'm on the review board. If I see your name in the applicants, you know, it's he was really interested in uh, me pursuing this. And so that was another really incredible opportunity I got, um, was almost an entirely expense paid trip to India to the Women's Economic Forum, which is an international conference that's held. And it was mostly master's students that I went with. I was in my freshman year and I went and I spoke about uh, Girl Scouting and my experience of having female leadership and how that kind of set me on this path for success. Okay, those are amazing stories. Thank you so much for sharing that. And just really, really incredible. What cool, cool experiences. Okay, so I feel a little sidetracked by that. I'm just like blown away. Very, very cool. 
Overall, what does your Girl Scout experience as a girl member mean to you and how do you feel it's impacted your life? You may have feel like you already touched on this, but. I would say that I am very grateful. I feel very fortunate that I got to explore a variety of different interests and I had these opportunities for travel and I try to tell everyone I can about them because I think a lot of people have kind of a general idea of scouting, but for them it's you know, the cookie sale and the badge work, which is fun, but there are so many other opportunities outside of that for, you know, girl development. And I think I really liked the way everything started to move my last, especially my last couple of years as a girl member, um, moving into like those girl-led programming and giving opportunities to older girls to take those leadership positions, but also still having fun opportunities like that, the destinations. I think previously it was harder for older girls to find things that were still just fun. It was leaning really heavily on leadership, but it's that balance of having those really fun activities for older girls to get together and do. And I am, you know, super grateful. I think I was very fortunate in the council I was in that we had a lot of opportunities I think that it really did set me up for success and I've been able to take that courage, confidence, character, and that's really molded me into the person that I am today as like a young professional. I love that. What advice do you have for the troop leader listening when it comes to making real solid connections with the girls in their troop? I think especially as the girls get older, it's transitioning into listening. Like the girls, especially as, you know, they get older, they know what their interests are or what they want to do. And so it's kind of holding space for them to explore that and using what they're interested in and incorporating that into your troop activities. And it may not be, you know, certain activities may not mesh with every girl. And I think as you get older, we we started to gear towards that in our troop as well, where it was like, we would kind of offer up these opportunities. And if you were interested, awesome. And if it wasn't your thing, that's okay too. We weren't as set on every activity being a whole troop activity, because then you're going to get girls who are there who either aren't interested or are going to feel like they're having to commit to a lot of things that that isn't their interest. And I think that can kind of draw some girls away to just do their, their interests. So I think finding out what your girls are interested in, gearing it towards that, but also not expecting them to want to participate in every activity will keep them interested in those ones that they do want to participate in. That's great. So what's something that you wish all volunteers or something you want all volunteers to know? I would say remembering that even older girls are still girl members. Like at the end of the day, the experiences should be fun for them. If they're taking on a leadership role, that's awesome. But it should still be fun and enjoyable for them and it shouldn't feel 
obviously, you know, it shouldn't feel like a burden for anyone, but especially when, like, you know, girls are taking time out of their social lives, their other, you know, extracurriculars that they may have to be at these scouting events, having options that are, you know, like fun and enjoyable for older girls, um, or even holding kind of a space in larger activities that is specifically for older girls to kind of be able to connect, especially when there may be fewer of them in the troop, having, you know, service unit activities where those older girls can meet with other older girls and build those, you know, Girl Scout friend bonds. I think that's really important in keeping them invested and interested in uh, staying in Scouts. Gosh, I think that's such such a good answer because, first of all, it was a hard question. Second of all, I think that we tend to hear all this girl-led, 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 and we so often push it to mean that the girls are doing the logistics, the girls are doing the planning, the girls are doing the preparation, the girls are administering whatever it is, and that's girl-led. But girl-led can mean that, and sometimes those lead to incredible leadership opportunities, like some of the things that you spoke about. I'm particularly thinking about, you mentioned a girl-led annual meeting, which I haven't been to annual meeting in a few years, but I they continued to do that with um, a lot of girl-led aspects of our annual meeting. And I think that is really, is that a really cool leadership experience for girls to get? Same with all these girl panels and committees for GSUSA stuff. Is that a really incredible leadership opportunity? Yes. Could it lead to some of the leadership experiences that you talked about once, you know, you are done being a girl member and you go on to college slash career. Yes, of course. And also if we put so much focus on that, then Girl Scouts becomes a job for those older girls. And I think you're spot on that for some girls, that's going to drive them away. Not all girls, but for some girls, that's going to, to even alienate them and making sure that it's a balance of those leadership more formal leadership opportunities but also girl-led also looks like being able to do things independently it also looks like being able to make choices so it could be as simple as choosing which color of something you know a girl wants to use and that's at all levels it's having that autonomy and that the options and choices and and being able to make choices but some of those choices could and should look like what are you interested in and how do you want to spend your time? And frankly, <laughs> even in adulthood, we don't all want to spend our time working. <laughs> like There's so many other things that we want to do. <laughs> and I think that that's just really incredibly valuable. So thank you for sharing that and, and for kind of pointing us in that direction. I think that's really, really interesting food for thought. So What's advice that you have for someone who's considering volunteering to be a troop leader with Girl Scouts? My advice would be to have fun with it. The girls can tell when you're enjoying it. Um, you know, I think the best part of scouting is that there are like so many options. I mean, I haven't looked at a badge book in, you know, probably six years, but, you know, there's so many opportunities to explore different 
areas and different fun things. I think the important part about Girl Scouting is like making it fun and enjoyable and something that girls of any age are looking forward to coming to. And I think that comes from, you know, talking to the girls before and after activities and seeing how, you know, what their ideas or expectations are of like what you know, the year is going to look like or what an activity is going to look like and then following up with it and seeing, you know, did they enjoy it? You know, did it go as they expected? There's a lot of, I feel like, learning opportunities in that, but also ways to adjust because every troop is going to be run differently. Um, my troop was run differently from year to year, even when we went from, you know, a single age troop to a multi-level troop. There were a lot of changes for that seeing how my friends' troops operated. And so I think it is just kind of taking the girls where they're at and then making it a fun experience for them, something that they want to keep coming back to. And that's, you know, the key to retention is that the girls are doing something that they're excited about. Another great answer. Thank you so much for your time today and for sharing some memories and experiences, but also some really, really key advice that I think is really helpful for for all of us. So is there anything else that you want to share about your Girl Scout experience or any other work that you do or have done for girls in your community before we sign off? I guess I would just encourage, I mean, those of you listening and like as volunteers, troop leaders, whatever capacity you're in, like looking back on it, I'm so grateful for the time and hours that, you know, you're putting in because I see the value in it. And even working as camp staff, the blood, sweat and tears that goes into making the opportunities for girls. But, you know, looking back as an alumna, it's so worth it. And I am very grateful to everyone who hosted every activity that kind of led through my Girl Scout career. So I would just encourage you all that even when it may not be evident in the moment that you are making a difference, that it's it's really important work and the girls are benefiting immensely from your time and effort. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you so, so much again, Kendra. I really appreciate your time today. And I just... I think you are an incredible person and your life experience is already just amazing. So I don't know if this is cheesy because I knew you first as like, I don't know, 14 or something, but I am so proud of you and I hope that you're really proud of yourself because what you what you have done is amazing. So thank you for coming on and sharing with us just a little, a little slice of all of the cool things that have been part of your life experience. And for those of you listening, I will see you next week.